Welcome to the bettingapps.co.uk podcast. Uh, first one of the series today where myself, Si, and Nev are going to be talking about transfer betting. Loads of it about at the moment. Sky must have about 50 markets, every player you could dream of available. Today we're going to be going through the Manchester United current transfer 11. Uh, transfer odds of some hot players, a couple of stories we've seen in the news that have caught our eye. Um, so we'll bring in Nev. Hello, everybody. Who's going to uh, be talking about a couple of things, but I'm going to kick us off today with the Manchester United transfer 11. Now, between Skybet and Ladbrokes, there are currently 17 different players who Manchester United are the favourites to sign. 17 as the favourites. All of these markets don't offer a bet on those players to stay at the club, which is the most likely outcome, but uh, Sky love uh, ramping it up for Man United. So kicking things off in goal, we've got Obalak, who is currently 6-5 to five with Labrokes to go to Man United. That's clearly on the basis that they think David De Gea is going to leave. Um, but again, there's no bet for him to stay at his current club, which is the most likely thing this summer. Right back, we've got Juan Basica, who's one to four on because of the bids. Uh, there's no surprise there. Uh, left back, I've had to throw in Gareth Bale because there's no other left backs. He's uh, currently rocking 10 to 11 to leave for Man United. He's got quite an interesting market because nobody seems to want to buy him. Uh, centre backs, we've got Munir. I know he's usually a full back, but I've had to fill him in a little bit. And Koulibaly, who's currently 5-2 to two to join. He did used to be odds-on when the season ended, but as the transfer speculation has changed and the targets of uh, Man United have gone for younger players and the way it's changed, he's drifted out to 5-2. to two. Uh, In midfield, we've got the mercurial Tony Cruz linked to Man United for about the past seven years. He's still only 6-1, to one, though, because he's not expected to leave Madrid. <laughs> Alongside him... Rabot from PSG, who's now out to two to one. Again, he was a lot shorter when he was going to be out of contract. There was a lot of clubs supposedly interested in him. And then uh, PSG sporting director left and out of the blue, he started talks on a new contract. So he's drifted out to two to one. Alongside him, we've got Bruno Fernandes, who is actually four to nine. So outside one Basica, he is the shortest priced player uh, to join Man United this window, which is uh, an interesting one because he's sort of muted in the press, but uh, not majorly mentioned. And we've got a front three, which sounds like an absolute killer, which is Icardi, Sancho and Douglas Costa. How do you fancy those three Neville front for Man United next season? Well, I was just about to say, I think with some of these um, players that we're mentioning here, you've got to take with a pinch of salt with it being Manchester United. It seems like every agent at the moment wants to uh, link their player with Manchester United. I think that there's this idea that well, it seems to work, that that seems to put five, ten million pounds on the price tag uh, of the player. So, Not to mention uh, another 20 grand a week in the negotiations, probably. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, some of these I am, but... Yeah, you, you can't deny that that's a strong front three if they do land it. However, I very much doubt that they will land all three. I, I don't see any of those three coming. Uh, Icardi is actually this morning, I was researching this yesterday, is now uh, five to two to come to Man United. 
who are now second favourites behind Juventus after uh, a couple of stories in the Italian press yesterday. So he's drifted slightly. Uh, outside our 11, with quite a strong bench coming in as well. Uh, ish. Callum Wilson, Declan Rice, David Brooks, Adrissi Gaier, James Morrison, Moussa Dembele, and Longstaff from Newcastle. So there's quite a lot of players. I mean, realistically, who are you going to sign out of those? Uh, obviously, Juan Basica looks like he's going to be a done deal. Uh, Bruno Fernandes, I think, is a strong possibility. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing James Madison. He's, he's not bad, but he's still talking a lot of money. Uh, Longstaff might come in. He doesn't look like he's going to cost too much. Young, youngish lad from Newcastle, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them sign somebody who isn't even on that list. Well, Bruno Fernandes is also being heavily linked with Liverpool as well at the moment. And um, I can see Liverpool fighting quite hard for him. I see him as being a, a player that would fit in quite quite nicely at, at Liverpool. Yeah, the bookies don't seem to see it. I'm, I've, I've seen the links myself, but the bookies at 4-9 to nine to go to Man United don't seem to think there's much chance of him going elsewhere. But this is Skybet, so you know what they're like when it comes to transfer betting and transfer speculation. It's all, all hype and talk as much as they can. Uh, so there's a bit of a... I always take everything with, when it comes to transfer betting with a bit of a pinch of salt because three stories in the newspaper and someone's odds on to come to you and it could be like out of nothing. There needs to be a shake-up um, within the Manchester United system. There's, I mean, Lukaku's heavily linked with Italy at the moment. Pogba's being heavily linked with, with Spain. Um, so there are going to need to be radical changes and people being brought in that can do the job that those two are supposed to do. Well, they probably paid a little bit too much for them um, for, for what they actually got. Um, oh, I question that on Pogba. If you're talking about him going to Real Madrid for 140, 150 when we spent 90, don't think that's bad business. I agree with you on Lukaku, though. And he's now a problem to move on. Did you watch him against Belgium? Uh, I didn't. I have seen a clip on Twitter, of course. Everybody sees a clip on Twitter where he kicks the ball against his own foot from four yards out. But to be fair, he, he did score two, and I think he's now um, overtaking quite a few people in terms of the amount of international goals that he scored. I think his problem is he's coming to football about 20 years too late. Not because of his age, but I think if he was a Premier League footballer 20 years ago, he would have been probably the best striker in the world. In the day when you centre-forward didn't have to come back and link up play. Centre-forward's job 20 years ago was bully everybody and stick the ball in the net. And he would have been perfect for that. But when you're talking about him drifting back in, controlling the ball, linking up play, he's, he's not the man for that job. When you've got De Bruyne and Hazard feeding you, how good do you have to be really to be able to pop the ball in the back of the net? True. Good point. <laughs> so it doesn't surprise me that he's probably scored a few more goals than uh, than most for his country and doesn't manage to do it. But yeah, quite a few Man United fans on uh, social media yeah, questioned that why, why he's scoring so many and playing so well for his country and uh, not doing that really or didn't produce the goods for, for Manchester United. I would agree with that, but I still would. Uh, uh, if you don't know this, listening, I'm a Man United fan. I'd be absolutely delighted to see him go. No problems with him leaving. 
Um, Should we move on to the transfer betting? Well, before there is, there's also Maguire, who's you know being linked with Manchester United at the moment, who's not appearing in the um, eleven. I know you're not a big fan of him joining Manchester United. Um, I was just going to see what he's not in the eleven because he is second favourite to come to Man United. He's favourite to go to Man City. There's not that much in the betting, but he is a slight favourite to go to Man City because I mean, realistically. Which team would you go to currently? The Premier League champions or the team who finished sixth and they're in Europa League? I get, I get where we're at. I get why he's the favourite to go to Man City. Um, I've seen some stats about how he brings the ball out from the back and how that compares. But I, it's a crazy statement, but I don't see him as a major upgrade to our squad for the money he's going to cost. Don't get me wrong. He's better than Smalling. He's better than Jones. He's better than Bailly. He's better than Rojo. Probably better than Lindelof, but I think Lindelof's got some potential. But uh, I just don't see him being a 60, 70, 80 million pound man. For that kind of money, I want a guy who's going to walk in and lead the defence and make the defence awesome. And I just don't see him doing that. I, I might be wrong. Obviously, he's done pretty well at Leicester. I might be wrong about what I'm saying about him. He might go to Man City or even Man United and look like a world beater from day one. But as I've watched him currently, I just don't see him as being the man. I'd rather spend 25 on Orderworld from Spurs if we could get him, which has sort of been discussed but has gone quiet. Um, I think he would be better. Obviously, he's a lot older. But for a couple of seasons, I think he would be the sort of player that would steady the defence and give Lindelof somebody decent to play against. It's all gone very quiet about it as well, hasn't it? What, sorry? It's all gone very quiet about this delict. Yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely that player. You can tell who his agent is, can't you, by the stories? Yeah. He's going this place. He's going that place. He wants this much money. He wants that much money. They're coming here. He's coming there. So um, I think teams get a little bit turned off by it. I think everybody wants him. Uh, but I've seen in the story, uh, Neil's a, never's a Liverpool fan. And... I've seen the story about how you don't want to buy him because he wants 240 grand a week and Salah's only on 200. Um, so that would cause you a huge problem signing him. And he's, he's a very, very good player, but he's a 19-year-old player demanding more than anybody in the squad of the current Champions League winners. I think that's why it's gone quiet about him because people are a bit unsure about whether they actually want him. I think there's a little bit more uncertainty thrown in there as well after his... Um previous game for, for Holland where Van Van Dijk looked much the stronger defender out, out of the two. Well, Van Dijk's 28 years old and has just won the Champions League. Mm, absolutely. I, I think the lad's got potential, but at 19 years old and 65 million and a quarter of a million a week, it's it's still a bit of a gamble. Wrong. If he wants to come to Man United, have him, no problems. But I just don't see why you'd want to come to the current Man United team. I think he'll end up at Barcelona, but maybe they need to move some players on to buy him or something. After the latest rumours that Raiola's been in Paris um, negotiating, the market currently stands at P PSG being favourites 8-11, to 11, Barcelona being at 3-1, Man United now drifted out to 12-1, to 1, um, Liverpool at 12-1 to 1 also. 
I do think this is another case that you mentioned earlier, Man United just being used to get some more money. Tell everybody he's going to Man United. They're going to pay him X because everybody knows Man United would pay him. Mm. Just so Raola can get another 20 grand a week out of somebody else, as he, uh, as he likes to do. We all know what Raola's like as an agent. Yeah. Should we move on to uh, one of my personal favourites in the transfer market, James Rodriguez? Now, there's a really important thing about this transfer market, which isn't usually the case with most of them, is that loan deals do count in transfer betting for James Rodriguez. I think the reason is that is because nobody actually wants to pay any money for him. Yeah. He's uh, gone from Real Madrid paying too much for him after one good World Cup uh, to being like touted around everybody. Uh, your current betting, you've got Napoli at five to four to get him. And then Tottenham seven to one, Juve eight to one, PSG eight to one. A side one that I think is quite interesting, Wolves at nine to one. Obviously got the same agent as the guy who works with Wolves. Um, so that could be an interesting one. Bayern a 10 to 1, which is just bonkers because he said they had the option to sign him and they've turned it down and he said he's leaving. Uh, Arsenal 12, Man United 12, Man City 16s. And Newcastle sneaking to the end of the betting. I assume this is purely because they're expecting some guy to come in with a load of money and buy it off Ashley. But Newcastle sneaking at 33 to 1. They're expecting... Uh, that would pretty much be like when uh, Man City signed Rubinho on transfer <laughs> deadline day. I would uh, put it up there with that. Guy comes in with loads of money, buys the club and spends like 50 million on James Rodriguez as a statement signing. Um, I'm not sure how James Rodriguez had cut it in the Premier League. No, me neither. Huge fan. He's, he's decent. He's just I just don't think he's top level that he tries to portray himself as. I think he's uh, got a good shot on him. He can hold the ball up well. But um, I think running at players is his finest element at the plate. Yeah. Uh, um, but that's the only James that has been being transfer news recently. Oh, the James for Manchester United. Oh, sorry. sorry. I thought you were talking speculation. It's, that was a done deal. Yeah, it's it is deal. a deal. But just, it's hot in the news at the moment with him just signing. So... 18 million, was it? You've signed for uh, which? It depends where you read. 15 rising to 18, 18 rising to 21, I've seen somewhere else. That's decent. That's all right for a, for a young lad. He's quick. He's got some skills. I think I think he's got some potential. I think the problem is the, with Man United's current form. I think there's going to be a lot of weight on his shoulders in his first season already. Um, if we were doing well and were second, third in the league and everything was going well, he would have been a very quiet, under-the-radar signing that would have just slowly been bedded into the first team. But I think the position we're in, um, this, the speed is and the comparisons people are making to players like Giggs, etc., is I think it adds a, a pressure to him to perform early on. But we'll, uh, we'll see how he does. He's not, it's not a huge amount of money for him. Um, it's a nice marker for uh, Liverpool in all fairness, to try and gauge a sort of price for Ryan Kent, who's had a very good loan season out at uh, Rangers. I think he had 27 appearances, six goals. Um, he's done very well there. I know that Leeds and Aston Villa have been uh, sniffing well, around, speculation that they're sniffing around for Ryan Kent. And he's probably got a little bit more experience at the top level than, than James has. So if you 
rating him at 18 million, then you've got to put sort of, you know, Kent in, in those sorts of... Uh, <laughs> you just refer to Scottish football as top level. You're probably a £15 million pound player, probably not as much as the £18 million, but you know, £15 million for Ryan Kent, I'll snap anyone's hand off for. Yeah, no, no, that, that's fair enough. I just think you can't really compare Scottish football to the Championship. Um, but I get what you're saying about being a marker. I think if you go a little bit under, I think that's that's fair enough. I don't think you can say he's scored six goal for Rangers and it's £30 million. But someone will probably spend the money on him. It seems to be the way. Uh, should we move on to Christian Eriksen? Yeah. So I think this is an interesting one because he sort of said he wants to leave and wants a new challenge. But uh, Spurs haven't sort of colluded that they're actually going to sell him. So this is an interesting one for me. Real Madrid head the market at five to six, which is bizarre for me because they've just bought Hazard. Uh, they bought the uh, German strike guy from Germany up front and Mendy yesterday. So they've already forked out over 200 million. Mm-hmm. Christian Eriksen ain't going to be coming cheap. No. He's going to be, uh, what are you talking, 60, 70, 80 million? <coughs> They're going to have to ship some players out to uh, bring him in. I would say. Next in the bay, you've got Barca at 5 to 1, which I think for me is a more realistic one. Man United twelve to one never going to happen. There's no way he's leaving that Spurs team to come to Man United unless he wants to line his pockets. That's not a new challenge. That's just uh, lining your pockets. You got Juve at sixteen, Liverpool at sixteen, Bayern at twenty, and PSG at twenty-five. So uh, I don't see where he's going to go. I don't, I'm not sure now. But if I had to pick out of those teams. I'd probably say Barca. Yeah. I just don't see uh, Madrid as having the money. Unless they manage to ship James Rodriguez to Newcastle for 50 million or ship somebody else out, try to get bail out, aren't they? Bail. I don't know. They need to raise some money if they're going to sign anybody else at that ilk, I would expect. And obviously they're linked heavily to Pogba as well for a lot of money. So I'm just not sure Real Madrid are really going to be able to do much more without shifting on. I might be wrong. Well, Ericsson's got to think about where is he going to get the most game time as well out of the two. And I think Barcelona would probably be where he would. Yeah, get. Barcelona seems to be less pressure. I was, don't get me wrong, there's a huge pressure, but Real Madrid at the moment, you're under a lot of scrutiny. <laughs> I would definitely say that. Yeah, but I can't see him staying at Spurs. He's going to be moving somewhere. It's just a matter of, uh, yeah, where, I think. He needs someone to bid for him, doesn't he? Mm. He wants to leave. That link goes nicely onto Gareth Bale. Oh, my word, there are a lot of clubs in the Bale mar- market. And uh, for some reason, the important one on this market is it does not include loan deals, which, with his being muted for a loan in the press, I'm really surprised that it's not including uh, loan deals there. Really surprised. So you've got Man United current favourites, 10 to 11. I mean, you look at that Man United squad, and for me, it's not exactly screaming out for a 29-year-old on big money who can't complete 30 games a season, is it? Oh, but is it some backroom player that you want to raise the morale of the team? I think he's a player who, who, who's quite influential. Um, and like you say, the, 
loan out to United for twelve months, see where it goes from there. I would I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind him on a loan. I'm just uh obviously you've always got the fear that Ed Woodward is gonna spend money on a player just to sell some shirts. Spy Gareth Bale, he'll sell some shirts. So you wouldn't want to be spending fifty million on another twenty nine year old and then paying him the three hundred grand a week he's probably on at Real Madrid or however much ridiculous amount of money he's on when he hasn't he's barely done thirty games in five seasons. Yeah. So a loan deal. That's that's pretty cool. That'll be all right. See how he gets on. Uh next in the betting after United, you've got Spurs at five to one. I just can't see them. Uh that would only be a loan deal. Which isn't included in betting. I can't see Spurs paying anyone three hundred a week. It would cause almighty problems in their squad because you'd imagine Kane, Ali, Ericsson obviously is leaving potentially, but they'd be knocking on the door straight away, asking for a wage rise. Uh, Everton at six to one. Can't see that. PSG tens again. Not sure on that one. Chinese Super League twelve to one. I don't think he's quite. I don't think he's quite past it for the Chinese Super League just yet. And then you've got the, yeah, there's lots of other teams in the betting. LA Galaxy at 14. If he wants to be uh, sent out to pasture in the US at 29. And obviously Newcastle back on the Rubinho transfer, 25 to 1. Yeah. That's a, an interesting market. I would not put any of my money on any of those teams if loan deals don't count. Uh, Bale seems pretty set that he's staying from the, the odd quote you get and the transfer news seems very much a case of he's digging his heels in and basically saying I've, I've got a contract for another three years I don't have to go anywhere you can't stop me, you're paying me a lot of money he's basically telling them that he holds all the cards uh, but you never know he could stay at Real Madrid and have a really good season it just doesn't doesn't look like it at the moment no, uh, so that's, I, our, that's our players covered. Just one more, sorry. Yeah, I was going to think about quick Iron Robin being linked at Leicester at the moment. He is also he, linked. Just that one. Yeah, four to one currently at Leicester, although he's, he is favourite at Evans to go to the MLS. Um, but uh, yeah, there's been talks of him um, possibly doing a deal with uh, Leicester for a that will be an interesting one to see. Yeah. I can see why the money's going to the MLS. Yeah. See why the money's going to the MLS. That seems to be the, the logical way for him to go, but might fancy one last season in the Premier League. Yeah, perhaps. Right. Interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, so that moves us on to the final bit, which is our story of the week. I've picked two out that I like the, uh, the look of, just for a bit of good humour. The first one is Ivan Perisic, 37 years old. He's still being linked to Man United because Jose Mourinho tried to sign him once. <laughs> Who's going to really buy him? You've got the market at the moment. You've got Spurs at 6-1, to one, Man United at 7-1, to one, PSG 7s, Leicester 10, Bayern 11, Juventus 14. The guy's going to stay at Inter Milan. They must have, if, if any bets they've taken on Perisic in the last three years, they've cleaned up. Because there's always talk. Oh, he's going to Man United. He's is he 31 now. 31 now. What what you're really going to get out of buying him at this point? He's a brilliant player. He, Man United probably should have bought him two, three seasons ago because he's an absolute assassin with the ball. 
and he's got that sort of desire and commitment that has been really lacking from the Man United team. But not at this age, not at this point. I can't see that. And my other story of the week is one of my favourites, which is the story of Origi at Liverpool. Now, I know you'll have an opinion on this one, Nev, but he scored a couple of very big goals. And I totally get that. Two goals in the semis, scored a goal in a Champions League final. You'll never be able to take that off him. But he is a bang average player. Bang average player. He's 24 years old. His time for development has gone. But in the press this week, we've had a couple of stories that have really caught my eye. Sunday's gossip. Liverpool have abandoned their pursuit of Moussa Dembele because of Origi's end-of-season form. Really? <laughs> and then we also had, Liverpool won't sign Max Cruz as Jurgen Klopp is impressed with Origi's form and doesn't want to block Brewster's progress in the first team. Basically, you don't want to sign any forwards and you try to big up Origi in the press. It's like, I don't mind Origi. Uh, the question I've got for you, so last season he was on loan in the Bundesliga where he mastered a massive six goals in 31 appearances. And that's at 23 years old. He's now 24. He's scored about six goals this season. As I said, big goals. Can't criticise him for that. He scored in a Champions League final. You can never take him off this. But Nev, my question as a Liverpool fan is, first game of the season... Salah does his ACL, other similar injury. He's out for six, nine months, pretty much writing the season off. Are you happy with Origi as your main centre-forward for nine months? No, we're certainly weak in that area. But the other issue that I've got is the player that we're looking to, again, we're rumoured to be linked with in that position is Nicolas Pepe. Yeah. Fine player. But I see him really as being somebody who's glorified Origi. And do I want Liverpool to spend £70 million on a player who plays and can do the same sort of job as Origi, but, but slightly better? I'm not too sure whether that amount of money um, fits. So for Origi at the moment, what his qualities are, he's got fast feet, he's good at turning the game around um, and, and bringing some energy in the last minute, the last couple of minutes of the game, last yeah, that, that game. Got, I'm not saying the lad's not got a role in the team. The lad has got a role in the squad, but we're but talking the, about you turning down players of Dembele's quality because Origi's in the squad. Well, let's say it's, it's, the, the news is all over Nicolas Pepe at the moment, and I do see him as being a good player. He's got very fast feet again, the same as Origi has, um, a hunger to go forward. Um, a lot of potential. I think he just came second in the Player of the Year awards behind Mbappe in, in the French League. Um, so he, there's a lot of potential there, but £70 million, I'm not too sure. Um, where Liverpool have just won the Champions League. I think there's just a, a few tweaks that need to be made rather than any massive um, overhauls, but there does need to be um, another player who can replace those front three because like you say if one of those do do go down for a season-long injury then we're going to be in problems um Shaqiri at the moment I think limped off against Switzerland Robertson didn't look um, too great when he played for Scotland last and he got injured so there are all sorts of warning signs that there are cracks appearing that, that possibly where we do need a little bit more depth 
than what than what we've got at the moment. So, uh, so yeah, um, someone needs to come in for Shakiri. You've got Fakir, I think, who's um, my hot tip for uh, value in the markets. He's currently at two to one to move to Liverpool. The, um, Liverpool have got a friendly against Leon on the 31st of July, so it wouldn't surprise me if negotiations start happening around that sort of game. Um, I don't think that he's going to be worth the £52 million now. Didn't get much game time for Leon over the last season, so we might be able to pick up a, a bargain there uh, and somebody who, who would, could fit in quite nicely and somebody we've had our eye on for, for a while. So um, perhaps there's a, a nice one there. Um, who else are we linked with at the moment? Etheridge to replace Mignolet, which I think is something that needs to happen. I think Mignolet needs to move on and get some um, some game time somewhere else. I think he's quite capable of doing that. Um, but I don't think he's going to get any at Liverpool. And yeah, Neil Etheridge is being linked to replace him, which I think is a, a good signing for, for, for both the team and the player in that case with Cardiff going down. Um, yeah, so, that's yeah. decent, and probably moving Mingale on, who's on a lot bigger wages than he's going to come in on, because Mingale yeah. was your main man last time he signed the contract. So he's probably a big wages backup keeper. Bruno Fernandez and Memphis Depay are also there, and I'd prefer to have Bruno Fernandez, I think, over um, Memphis Depay. Uh, he, he seems to perform quite well in in France, but obviously didn't really um, get get running at all in the Premier League last time he was here. Yeah, that's always a risk. Always a risk if you bring a player back who hasn't done it in the Premier League because there's a huge pressure on it. Not that the lad seems to uh, worry too much about pressure, but I think there's a, there's a big pressure bringing somebody back who hasn't quite done it in the Premier League and then has gone and done it somewhere else. Um, be interesting to see where Depay ends up. But I can't yeah. see Paul. And uh, just to finish off a discussion points from uh, here on in with the, the listeners is that I think in the last day and then certainly in the last couple of hours, there's um, rumours starting to appear on social media that United are in, in ready to make £95 million bid on Antoine Griezmann. Oh, I've, um, seen, I've seen this this morning. Be the, I can't believe it. So, anything other than paper talk, that one. I think he's, at the same time, the president of Atletico Madrid has said he's been going to Barcelona since March. So, again, I just see it as trying to ramp up his contract, saying Man United are interested. And why would you come to Man United over Barcelona currently? Uh, Yeah. I'm realistic about that. Very, very good point. But uh, yeah, that's the latest, and I'm just having a quick look to see where he is. He's uh, still one to ten favourites to join Barcelona, despite all the paper talk. Man United at the moment in the uh, running at twenty to one. So um, the market certainly isn't reflecting the um, social media outlets. That is not a surprise at all. No, but, uh, that's what's done for today for our first podcast. Any thoughts on it? Hit me on Twitter at betting apps. Uh, if you want to send any feedback or do any transfer talk, there'll be more podcasts coming up soon, uh, covering a bit more transfer betting, fantasy football, value picks, betting myths, and various other different stuff to keep you interested. Thanks very much for listening.